Thanks for having me, buddy. The United States has graphic violence on television all the time. Cause it's evil! Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. In the, pa in the past couple of days, because I've actually been, now that I finished LA, LA's Finest, um, and all my Breaking Bad ventures, I ended up watching Breaking Bad, El Camino, and then all of Better Call Saul. So now I'm all TV showed out. Like I got to get back to the movies and start like recording movies, new films. Um, so let's see. I watched Soul. Mm. I watched One Night in Miami, and then yesterday I watched Outside the Wire, the Netflix one with the Falcon from the Avengers. That's out already. Outside the wire. No, not that. It's it's not Falcon and Winter Soldier. But oh, it's, okay. This it's was like, Anthony. It's with Anthony Mackie. And, oh, gotcha, gotcha. But right? it's not actually. It's not Marvel related. Nah, nah. He's just like some like half robot, half human. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I got those awesome. those films to talk about. I could talk about LA's finest a bit. Um. That's just, the last thing I saw was Night Stalker. Oh, we could talk about that. I, Let's talk about that. that yeah, was um, creepy as fuck too. No, yeah, we can we can definitely talk about it because I think that could that's be a big topic. Last time we said we were. Gonna... Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then I, you know what? Surprisingly, a lot of people watch that shit. Like it was on trending. Like when I got uh, when I got to work on Monday, like everyone had seen it in my workplace. So I was like, oh, that's... "The Night Stalker." Let me pull up some notes here. Um, we need to promise the listeners when we're going to be doing your episode. I'm down to do it. Even if Sergio's not going to do it with us. We need to mm. do this episode. Your name, huh? Yes, sir. Go. Next week, when do you think? Oh, dude, Larry King died today. I heard. Sucks. A bunch of older people are. Like, legends are dying. <sighs> I think it's just this moment in time. I think we always... You know, think about like, um, like, oh, this, it's about time this person like passed and stuff like that. But it's like, it's just life, you know? It just, oh, yeah. It's but just life. No doubt. Like, everyone's going to go. I mean, we're all going to die. Yep. You know, sucks, but we either die or we get annihilated. We either die or we live long enough to see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew what you were <laughs> reaching for there. No, I was actually, um, I was actually gonna pull something from the Annihilation movie. Annihilation quotes. Let me see. Why did my husband? This one, Jennifer's Jason Lee, when she was talking about the death. Have you seen this? I think you'll like it, Nate. Childhood end. What is that? It's fucking great. I'll watch it. You it's about a, aliens. You have you have a digital code, no? I'll check, sir, because I never use them. What? You never use those? Fuck no, I don't. Bro, I have like a whole account full of those codes, man. I'll buy I'm a collector. Ah, bro, you don't have to buy them. I'm just going to. Yeah, I got a digital code. Sick. What you want it now? I could just send me a picture later. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking great, dude. But I'll I'll watch it, and then I could give amazing. you. I think I can add you to my movies anywhere. Movies, anywhere. I think I'm able to add more people to the account. So I let me see if I can add your email, and you could just watch all what I have too. Sick. Yeah, this guy like um. Oh yeah, you can. Guy. I can manage profiles. Yeah, I'll nice. add you profile. This dude's. I mean, um, this it's based off a book, um, and it's. No, you know what? I don't even want to. I don't. I want you to go into it blind and just. I think that'd be better. A better experience. Okay, I like that. I like going into movie bl movies blind. Anyways, the less you know, the better. You confuse suicide with self destruction. Almost none of us commit suicide, and almost okay. Here's what I was bringing up. Um, this is the conversation between Lena and Doctor Ventress. Why did my husband volunteer for a suicide mission? Is that what you think we're doing? Committing suicide? You must have profiled him. You must have assessed him. He must have said something. So you're asking me as a psychologist. 
Yeah. All right. Then as a psychologist, I think you're confusing suicide with self-destruction. Almost none of us commit suicide and almost all of us self-destruct in some yes. way, in some part of our lives, we drink or we smoke, we destabilize the good job and happy marriage, but these aren't decisions. They're, they're impulses. In fact, you're probably better equipped to explain this than I am because you're a biologist. That's why. Isn't self-destruction code in, coded into us? Yeah. Programmed into each cell. Yeah, this movie's crazy. I, I, I definitely want to dive, not, not in this episode, maybe on my own podcast, but I'll probably dive deep into like, uh, once I'm done with like the all three books, mm -hmm. uh, the last two, like seeing what similarities it had with the movie and break that, breaking that down and stuff like that. That sounds like it would be fun. So far, what do you like more, the book or the movie? The book. Yeah, it always is, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I there's Just more one, details. The scene, there's one scene that like I I really love. The scene that I'm about to watch, I turn it off right now. I'll save it for later. Um, it's basically when like uh, Natalie Portman gets like taken over. That's all I'll say. Um, and it's intense. It's got like crazy music and stuff like that. Have you ever seen? Oh, you know what I just saw recently as well. Hmm. The last movie I saw was They Live. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a John Carpenter film. Oh, did you hear about actually? That's something I'd like to bring up. I don't know if I sent that to you. What's that, sir? You know, John Carpenter is actually coming out with a new movie. <gasps> I did not know that. Yes. I want to bring that up because that's special. This is probably his going to be his last movie he's ever made. He never makes. You might be right. You know Look at saying? this. You got to watch this too, bro. I don't think I have a code for this one. No, sorry. No, dude, this shit's fucking like. I'm down to watch. It's not like I'll it's not a master. It. It's not a masterpiece, but it's like the like the commentary about on the like. I guess similar problems that we're going through now. I feel like if anything, it's like a warning tale from back then. This came out in the '80s. I think if anything, they were already like trying to warn us, like about maybe certain problems that they foresaw coming and i think but i think we're in it now with like social media and just you know big companies advertisements and stuff like um yeah it's pretty crazy because when you're i mean it's not like I, it's not exactly but it's kind of like oh shit like i mean i don't know if you're a fan it sounds like you're definitely a fan of john carpenter but um i enjoy his stuff yeah it's pretty badass like this dude, uh, I'm just giving you like a basic rundown of it. I won't go into super detail, but um, the main character, this dude finds like these pair, like sunglasses, right? Mm -hmm. Puts them on, starts walking around, and he's like in like a big city, and he's like, "What the hell? What's like, it called again?" They live. That's so funny because I, I oh, okay, I searched it and oh, okay, I get it. There's more movies. Got it. I'm like, I'm looking at it, and there's like a 2018 one. What there's, the hell? There's remakes? It's by Goran Nikolic. But the first one is 1988. This is the one that you're talking about. That's it. With Roddy Roddy Piper. He's, he used to be a wrestler. I don't know if you are familiar with him. I know. I hear the name of Roddy Roddy Piper, but I don't know what the yeah. face looks like. Fucking dude's a legend. But um, yeah, he finds these sunglasses, and he starts walking around. And like billboards, like advertisements will say like obey. And he's like, what the fuck? Takes them off. And it says like, uh, whatever, like a random ad you would see normally. And then like he keeps looking around. It says like, stay asleep. Like, don't think like consume. And it's like, whoa, like what? He's like, what the fuck? He's like tripping out. Right. And uh, yeah, he like looks around and he sees uh, like there's certain like I guess what you call aliens or something. They're basically running the world like secretly through like, yeah, it's, it's through capitalism. That sounds like, basically. that sounds like my kind of movie actually. Yeah, it does. That's why I was like, dude, you got to watch this one too. Like it's like, I screenshot, I screenshot this knowing that I would bring it up to you. Uh, remember when we talked about um, the whole Facebook, like Trump getting yes, banned from Facebook. Isn't there, aren't they getting sued again? 
who knows? I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know too much into it, but look at, listen to this. Freedom of speech isn't freedom from reper- repercussions. That's why everyone wor- who works retail doesn't tell you to go fuck yourself. It's true, but I mean, look, I think you can argue both ways, right? You can. Like, you can definitely say, like, okay, like, it's, a, it's their own company. Like, they can choose what, you know, what they can promote, what they shouldn't, or what they want, I should say. But at the same time, whether you like our president or not, how the fuck can a private company, like, basically shut them down? Like, that's, like, probably the biggest source of, I'd say most people get their news from Twitter now. Because mm-hmm. that, like, mainstream media is dying. Like, their ratings are fucking horrible. But people now. shouldn't rely on. No, they shouldn't. But but at the same time, like, like at what, like, these companies are, okay, like, I think the biggest problem our country has in, like, the majority of the world now is all these huge companies have so much influence on politicians because they'll give them money. So it's like, okay, Facebook does this, Google does this, and, like, they'll, they'll just give them a shit ton of money, like, to all these politicians. Like, these politicians, dude, I mean, left or right doesn't matter. Like, I'm not trying to say once accusing one side of, of, you know, doing one thing that the other doesn't, but you got to think, like, these people are coming out fucking filthy rich when those jobs, like, the president only makes $500,000 a year. These guys are coming out in, like, million, multi-millionaires, man. Like, I think, it, and it's, I think one thing we've covered before on the podcast is, you know, it's good that we're having more, you know, inclusiveness is that the right word I'm looking for? Mm, I'm just waking up, bro. So, like, certain fields, like, let's say the movie industry, that's something we both, like, mm-hmm. they're having more, uh, like, people of color or, you know, minorities in certain roles, you know, let's say Disney, for, for example. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my cousin about this. He's, like, way smarter than I am about all this, too. And he's just saying, like, dude, like, you know, like it or not, like, you know, Disney's doing this because there's money. It's not because maybe, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad people, but he's like, the only major reason why everyone's doing this shit is because they see the money. Like, they don't really give a fuck about, like, these causes. It's just they're making money off of it. I I, I can see, in a sense, uh, a trend, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, the trend in which a lot of people don't know about what's going on with John Boyega and, uh, and uh, Daisy. and Daisy Ridley, like the yeah. whole situation of like, like how there's a lot of maybe it's coming from him. I could be wrong, but like, uh, like he's upset that like that should have been his role, you know? Like they that, like around the time, like uh, maybe it could have been the the Me Too movement. I I don't even remember if it falls. It's in. hard to keep up with all. Of it's it. hard to keep up with all of it, but I guess uh they switched the like Daisy Ridley into the main role. And it was supposed to be John Boyega. And I, I, I don't know. It's just like. Star Wars is a mess in, in itself. Like I've heard there's so much turmoil there. Like and, and it seems like a, there's fighting. In, that's that's, just honestly, the, that's yeah. honestly why I stay away from like the Mandalorian. I hear it's like super mm. good and stuff like that. But what, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm, I'm tired of going into like something that I'm supposed to enjoy in like another universe. And yet I just hear a lot of complaints afterwards. Like there's just like, like I like to just. Like, I wouldn't say, I would never say to a Star Wars movie, like, oh, I would have done this better, you know? Like, mm. I just want to enjoy the movie. But, like, then there's everybody and their opinions and, like, oh, like, this is, this is, you know, this is how the movie should have ended. Like, are you sure? I mean, you, are you the writer of the film? Are you, are you, do you bust your I don't ass? know. And, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Huh? Like, but at the same time, like, I think Star Wars fans are just kind of, it's just a crazy, like, fandom to begin with. But, like, you can't. I mean, did you watch the newest the the newest uh, sequels? Yeah, I watched all of them. I honestly thought they were fucking terrible, and this is not coming from like I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm not like the cutthroat ones that are like, oh, blah, this would never happen. Like, I thought it was just a fucking mess. Like, the direction what they chose, like they had to switch directors, like in between movies, like it just seemed like a fucking mess of like direction, dude. Like they didn't have a good direction. It, a lot of it also seemed kind of I get that they're trying to like they're trying to like show like an, this these this franchise to like uh, you know the the younger kids like that's what it seemed like to me like that's who they're targeting the most 
right? And I think a lot of the older fans were like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this, this shit sucks. Like, kids loved it probably. You know, so in a way, I know they're trying to make money mostly off the kids. Like, that's what they're trying to appeal to. Like, with Star Wars Land, all the fucking toys that they make. You know, they're definitely, like, they're trying to get a new generation of fans. So I think in a lot of ways, I think the older fans feel like they got kicked off to the side. Like, you guys, we don't care about you anymore. Like, you know, just, that's the way I kind of saw it. Because a lot of, I follow this show a lot on on social media, mostly YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy I watched called Star Wars Theory. I don't know if you you are familiar with him. No. Anyways, like he's like, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to spoil the Mandalorian for you. But something happened, like a big scene happened. This dude's like crying, like he's live streaming, and one of the writers for Star Wars like basically like fucking mocked him on Twitter for crying. What the heck? Yeah, like a lot of these writers for Star Wars, the new ones, the ones that um that wrote the the newest sequels like dude they'll they'll bash people for like liking or hating something and i'm like dude i get that you might feel superior to them because you're actually a writer like you know like kind of like what you were going at but i don't think you should mock the fans that are giving you a fucking career either that's true you know okay yeah yeah i can see it from that angle too Dude, there's like so much. We we're like we basically started a podcast already. We should just start fucking recording. <laughs> no, I already recorded. So I I was actually gonna think of uh just like uh like uh like rolling right into it from the intro. So I mean, gotcha. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can I Finish? My name is Nathan Scott Torres, and joining me on today's episode we have Chris Flores. What's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? Thanks for listening. I actually know a, a podcast that I listen to religiously that like does not do the introduction until like what do they do? randomly into the well, sometimes they start the show off like normally, or like sometimes they'll already be having a conversation. It's mm. great. It's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Um, that actually sounds awesome. I, I I don't share it too much because it's like like for me, podcasting is like when you find your favorite podcast. It's got to be like a like a niche like for you, you know, like it's got to be like the people you want to listen to. It's hard to recommend podcasts nowadays because it's hard to, oh, so to know what, pe- There's so what many. people are into, you know, like a lot, a lot of people are, are more into like uh, the more scripted podcast where they're mm. being breaking down a, a murder mystery or something like that, you know, right. Besides uh um, an actual conversation where you're going to have like a scientist on with Joe Rogan or just kind of like free flowing, free yeah. flowing. But even, even then there's another layer to just having a few friends, just uh, spitball like conversations with each other. So that's true. I mean, that's, it's kind of a good thing as well. Though. I mean, whatever you're feeling that day, like you basically find, you can find a cooking podcast, you can find whatever you want. Yo, yeah, yeah. So exactly, I know. listen. I listen to podcasts all day, every day. It's a uh, all day, every day. You know, speaking of murder mysteries that you brought up, yes, good. How about anyone else watch the Night Stalker on yes. Netflix? Yes, actually, it's funny because uh, I actually talked about him this morning. Um, I, wa- I always walk in and on my dad watching like a like those types of like documentaries and stuff like that, mm. those interesting ones, the murder mystery ones. And then I was, I, I it was a dumb question. Cause it's like, I was like, you heard about Richard Ramirez? And I'm like, he's like, like I lived <laughs> through the Richard Ramirez. And I'm like, yeah, damn, that was a dumb question. Lived around <laughs> this area in LA. And so it, it sparked the conversation and he's like, um, di- didn't he have like a girlfriend? Like, when he was in trial and stuff like that i think they did mention that he had he like, got married a married married a wife yeah dude and, that's wait let's let's cut let's stop right there dude okay that guy's was terrifying just from what he was doing right like that dude was clearly crazy but how fucking crazy do you have to be to marry that guy like that scares me even more those girls scare me more that they despite knowing all that what he did they still like were in love with him that's fucking crazy those are the people that i would wanted to to see like have like the interviews like like what in your mind what in your 
Like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> like, the, like I, I know that, like, this uh, whole Night Stalker, like, basically breaks down the whole uh, Ricardo, Leva, Munoz, Ramirez, known as yeah. Richard Ramirez case. Um, an American serial killer, you know? It, it breaks it breaks down everything. And uh, I think the thing that makes it a little bit more uh, creepy, maybe, maybe to to you as well but for me it's right here in our backyard so it just it adds a doubt. another level and i i say backyard so like broad but like I, I mean, it's I, pretty it's areas that we're all familiar with that exactly, are nearby exactly yeah, I, think, I think you're right though that's that definitely was the it factor for me in this you know with this doc series because i mean just to think that someone is lurking out there that's around the area doing the most unthinkable actions you can think of that alone is like, whoa, it kind of hits home, you know, that they literally, like anyone can be, you know, your neighbor, maybe. Who knows? The, the craziest thing is that I've never heard of this guy until like this doc came out, this four episode doc came really? out. Really? And it's weird because it's like, I always heard of like the the uh, Charles Manson and like, mm. uh, like the other craziest people that have rambled around the world here uh on in california or like the zodiac killer and stuff like that like i've heard mm-hmm. of him but i think richard ramirez killed a lot more people than the zodiac killer if i'm yeah i was gonna say man i think i mean not to glorify their actions. oh yeah but... oh that's that's another thing that that's an interesting conversation going forward like tell me Nathaniel. these these documentaries in general like you I feel like people really like the directors and creators of these docs have to really tread lightly when they do these things. I think not to inspire the, like the future killers. Exactly. But like, I think this one does it like perfectly because it's more of just like a a telltale exactly from their point of view. They lived it, you know, like they're like the, they're the good guys. Yeah. Obviously in this, you know, like, you know, as, as much as I like uh, that show narcos, like, they definitely glorify. It seems like they're glorifying the narco guys. Like they're the main characters of the story, you know. Even though they're showing, you know, the DEA or whatever, I uh, going after them. Not saying that they're, you know, they're not. They're not. I'm not saying they they promote their actions or whatever. But you know, it, especially those kind of shows, it's it's a little bit. It's definitely easy to glorify them. I, know, I, I, I guess uh, what I hope for like TV shows and like document documentaries to like do is tread lightly not to inspire but at least like i get it like for especially for documentaries you definitely don't want like the docs to sugarcoat anything like you want it like straight up information but like it does creep you out that like like someone like him like you who like he had things planned out not and it and it wasn't like so like to the detail like this guy was an idiot if you think about it seemed like it like like if, it, if he lived in this era of like social media, that oh, he'd get caught. he would get caught in like a second. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And that's that's the thing that mind boggles me. It's like we haven't had a serial killer. And I mean, who, who knows? I mean, I don't even know. Hopefully any we won't. Ever, I mean, I think the closest ever. serial killers is probably like in over the border, bro. Like all those narco guys like they're those are serial killers. They're doing even more killing for sure. That's, that's true. That's true. But, you know, that's a whole nother subject. But yeah. Uh, I mean, you're right. The only thing he did that seemed, I mean, fuck, I don't, I don't know about anything about that, but it seemed like the only smart thing he did was wear gloves. Yep. Yep. And, and like change moving. the cars and keep yeah. moving. That's, that's yeah, the only thing that, that he was smart with. I just, I just don't know. Like, I guess, I guess back in the day before this did happen, I guess people were still like, like it did mention in the doc, like before this all happened, LA was like, the hot spot like it was right. a, a, a beautiful place where the olympics had just left and uh there were championships and stuff like that so like things were good and then this guy comes along which uh, i'll ask you right now uh what what is the one thing that really stood out to you that really creeped you out about this guy i mean where do i start man um i think the the, the scariest factor for me was you already kind of hit on it was that it was so local, mm-hmm. you know, like this guy, this guy was committing the murders like all around neighboring cities. So 
When, it, it, did it like as it the the doc kept going like you know it started to spread out like you see the areas yeah. at what point like for me it was diamond bar that like yeah like yeah like that and i think it was rolling heights as well or something i think it was around that area uh, yeah i was like whoa whittier Whittier. yeah whittier that's like right behind me yep yep and so like at that point i was like i look over to my windows and i'm like did i close my windows (laughs) and it's funny i mentioned that because like there's a lot of podcasts that are talking about it right now and everybody else also had that like feel to it like where they had to go like check the windows and stuff like that i'm not gonna lie when i finished when i finished watching this like it, mm. it's it's a long way to go to the restroom and uh, like come back and it's like dark like i have to walk through a lot of darkness and i don't mind walking through the darkness but i just finished this crazy doc and i'm picturing that guy like the 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 sketch the sketch of him before we actually see him yeah. that was just imprinted into my brain just like the two large eyes like that dude the creepiest thing you know what you know what else i, I really liked the, i, I love the way they they edited the show man like i was hooked within the first like two minutes it was like I very was like, magnified cool. like hd of the crime scenes it, it was well put together and i i love that they never show his face until like they actually have his face. Like third episode, right? Like third until they actually in. like manhunt. I think it was manhunt the episode. Storytelling yeah. wise, from the doc point of view, I feel like they they built it up so much more by doing that. Like they didn't reveal the monster. Yeah. Until like you know middle. And they're middle and they're, the story. they're so lucky that they didn't go with like spreading it out even deeper, like fifteen episodes. Because mm-hmm. like, this was just perfect. You're right. I think I was like, it's only four episodes. Wow. But I mean. Hey man, some things if you drag them out too much, then it gets a little it gets a little stale if you don't have enough story for it. And, and honestly, this is this is the stuff that's not not my cup of tea. I'm not mm. I'm not I don't like enjoy watching these types of things. Like I know there's a lot of people out there, like I said, that listen to like murder mystery podcasts. Like this is not I don't enjoy watching these things. But I'm glad it was short enough to me for me to go in and out, and that's it. Because like this guy. I guess, like I asked you already, what was the one creepy thing about him that disturbed you the most? The thing that disturbed me the most was what I brought up last week when we first kind of like started hearing about this stock before I watched yeah. it, was that he just killed anyone. And he was just like a wrecking ball. Like, I don't know, like he had, there was like, I don't know, like no, it didn't seem like he had a motive. He just, anyone, old people and yeah. and youngsters and and the one that really mind-boggled me was that the, the the victim that got away, right? He he let go. Oh yeah, though he was just like, all right, fuck it, whatever. And the that world, that was crazy. that was weird. He was brave to you know. That's crazy that she's like you know she's come a long way to like be able to Dude, talk about something like the that. one that the one that like kind of hit me the most was uh when when uh, remember that the little girl that he like basically like raped, um. She's actually on there, like, speaking about it. And, like, I mean, she still seems so damn strong for, like, yeah. what she went through. You know, I was like, damn, like, you know, that. And, like, seeing the detective's reactions when he's talking about the case, like, that for me, like, man, kids, I think everyone, I mean, he killed a lot of old people and, like, and, like, just adults. And you're like, fuck, dude, like, that's, that's wrong. It's fucked up. But when it comes to kids, man, like, I don't know. It's just extra wrong for me. Like that, yeah. that when, you know, during that segment, I was like, fuck man. Like I kind of pictured myself, like, could I do that job? Like the, not the fucking murder, but I'm talking about like detectives. Detective. Their no, that's yeah. no, honestly, I like this, this case really, really gives you like an insight of like, yeah, dude, what a what detective, like the family, like, like his family leaving. Right. But not like leaving him, but like, you know, for they the time being, it had to go, being, somewhere, else had to go somewhere else. And it was right next to them, you know. Um, Plus, they even talked about it beforehand. Like, just the fact that he was never home because he was working and he would only get home, maybe shower and then like take a 30 minute nap. And you could see, like, I'm not surprised why, you know, a lot of first responders, like, they have a high divorce rate. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I would assume. I would just but, assume based off of that, like, I mean, you got to think how much stress these guys, these people, men and women are under like just stressful situations, you know, lots long work hours, 
and I'm sure it takes a toll on your family life, you know, like you were trying to solve, you know, this huge murder or, you know, murders. And let's say like you have problems with, with, you know, with your wife or, you know, you don't get to see your kids, you know, whatever, like, uh, I don't know, pro- uh, a presentation or, you know, you, you're not as involved. Exactly. exactly. I, I could see how that, you know, takes a big, it sounds rough, man. Yeah. And it sucks that, you know, that this Richard Ramirez guy happened to pop up and give this detective uh, that kind of run for his money. It's just, and the other detective at the same too. time though, at the same time, I think, I mean, it seemed, well, I forgot. I remember the, the younger guy was named Ed. Was it Ed Carrillo? I can't remember. Uh, let me see. I think I can uh, pull up uh, Night Stalker. Oh, what the heck? There's an actual um, movie? I think I, I just saw that uh, last night, actually. An attorney I, must I, I, face her past as she tries to discover the secrets of serial killer who murdered 14 people right, and I got terrorized names, Los Angeles. What? So this was it was Gil, Gil Carrillo. Gil Carrillo, yes. Gil Carrillo and Frank Salerno. Frank Salerno seemed like the fucking badass motherfucker. Like, I mean, it's it's just from what Gil, the younger younger detective, the way he was talking about him, like he was like some legend already because he yeah. caught the Hillside Strangler as well. So that's cool how it, they incorporated that. Like, uh, not cool, but uh, that's good that they incorporated the backstory that. for the yeah a little the, bit for the doc. Yeah, they you wait you watched that movie last night? No, no, no. no I my bad. I saw it. Like, like, I was scrolling through the feed on Netflix, and I, I saw that there was a movie. Jeez. And I was like, what the hell? Gotta watch that, I guess. It's with Lou Diamond Phillips as Richard Ramirez, Bellamy Young, Kit, Annalisa Co- Cochran. I, I gotta ask you this, then. Yeah. I don't know about you, but for me, after, you know, after so much crazy shit has happened just last past year, and watching things like this, do you ever feel like you should get a firearm just to protect your home. Of course. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because I, I thought about it yesterday. Um, hmm. I thought about it yesterday because I watched Bill Burr's 2012 stand-up. Hmm. Uh, Bill Burr. Is that where he's talking about like choosing the right gun? Yeah, like and he brings uh, the shotgun, like blowing yeah. up. Like, it's got, it's got yeah. a lot of spread. It's got a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it's got a spread. It's got a lot of spread. <laughs> so, so like that's what he started talking about, like uh, and then he's talking about like uh, with his with his uh, girlfriend at the time, um, how he, like he's like, oh, I want to get a gun. And he's like, oh, are you gonna like uh, disperse it, like disassemble it, and hide it in different places of the house? Yeah, because that's gonna <laughs> benefit us when a burglar comes in. It's like. He's in right. the living room. That's where the, <laughs> that's where the gun's at. So, so yeah. yeah, it actually got me thinking of of that. But um, I personally would buy one if I lived on my own, mm. um, which could be a possibility soon. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think I would need one. Um, I am a like a, a knife a pocket knife person like i i like to ca- carry a pocket knife because uh i like to think that uh i'm not like the biggest of guys ever so uh, it's at least to have something to defend myself you know yeah it's true i could put up a fight for sure but i've been thinking about getting one for a while um just i mean for for sport and um just you know home home security like uh i'm a couple buddies that well, they have they have guns and stuff, and they go to the shooting range, and they invited me one day. And have you ever gone, Nate? Yes, I've done skeet shooting. I've shot uh, in the desert. Um, I, I I do a lot of uh, like uh, pellet gun, uh, BB gun shooting. Like sometimes to de stress, I'll go like in the backyard, set up some cans. It honestly, look, there's a I get I get like the thrill of people going out and shooting like uh, like whether it's cards playing poker from a distance, if you know what movie I'm talking about, um, or whether it's hunting, you know, I think the thrill of like something like that is marksmanship. Like I can get any joy out of um, shooting a a bow and arrow. I can get any thrill out of shooting um, um, a pet, like I said, a BB gun or a pellet gun. 
Uh, I, I I don't. They're gonna say a pet. I was like, God damn. No, a pellet gun. Um, okay. Like I, I okay. like that. Yeah, is, let's clear. Let's make that. Like I don't need a gun to to have that fun of marksmanship. Like for me, it's about like the sport of like can I who has better aim and accuracy and stuff like that. Like I don't need an actual gun which can do more damage than a. Oh, yeah. But I see a side of like, oh yeah, I would like a gun if uh, I had my own house or, you know, I was living on my own or if I had my own family in, in, in that fact, um, I would want at least something in a safe to, you know, protect. Yeah. Me. Oh yeah. No, sh- like you definitely have, to have a safe for it. Like- and it's legal. So heck, I also like the, uh, the Bill Burr uh, saying that uh, he, w- he, they, <laughs> he wishes a lot of rappers uh, had a lot of white friends because oh, yeah. they could have warned him about just right. the, uh, getting a legal uh, licensed gun. Little win. <laughs> he did, he got pardoned. Yeah, no, he did, but still, that's come on, come on, bro. How does he not know that? He definitely knows that. Come yeah. on. Yeah, he does. Um, he actually came out with a song. Uh, oh, yeah? I felt I felt really bad because like uh, the Breakfast Club played it, and then they were just like, uh, yeah, not, not not our cup of tea, but but Little Wayne is still a legend. <laughs> I like how they mention he's still a legend. Um, we gotta give this respect. Why do you um, ask about like uh, that? Like uh, because of all the things that have been happening, like you. Um, that for sure. And I think watching Richard that Richard Ramirez documentary series, I was like, I need a gun the whole time. I was like, I need a gun. Like, I, don't, I don't think it was at that point. I think it was the Capitol no, no, no. being overrun. No, it was before that too. The riots, bro. Oh, 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 wait, no, no actually. Sorry, not the riots, not the riots. Uh, the, what, is, what the fuck was it? The looting. The, when the looting started, I was like, holy shit, like months back. Yeah, there, there was a difference between the protest and the, yeah, the yeah, looting. Yeah. Um, of course. No, if I can think about f- f- uh, further back, further back, was there anything? I yeah, think, dude, no, I can the, tell you the major, one of the I, major things that scared me the fuck out of me is nowhere near, nowhere near us either. No, New York. New York. What happened in New York? Okay, here's the, th- the one that I'm going to tell you right now. This is the one tell that me. first got me. And then I stopped watching a lot of videos on Facebook uh, that got released. But I saw a video in New York, um, which I don't think you're allowed to hold. You're, it's definitely not allowed in New York. You're definitely not allowed to carry a gun. Um, but uh, it was a, I have a no clue. subway building, a subway footage of this guy just open firing on some guy on the floor. And it was like gang related and i was just like like when i think like especially gang related i'm just like like that stresses me out because it's like yeah there's gangs in new york but uh that's where i live (laughs) you know and there's just so much gang activity oh yeah tons and we were just talking about how it's just so like yeah yeah last week it's been really hot it's like really hot and it's like surrounding it's like we're right in the middle of it it's scary they got nothing better to do Especially I, right now, I've I've been I've been uh well that I've been like on the search for like an apartment as of uh, lately, and like I'm looking like I got, one thing I do have to like point out like that I'm really stressing about is like making sure location location, um mm. because I know oh, you definitely like, you definitely gotta get a gun you want to get a shotgun it's got tons <laughs> of spray. That was a perfect. <laughs> That was great. That was, and I'm looking at Bill Burr's face right here on the Google. <laughs> Bill Burr's a fucking legend, man. This is the this is the the face I looked at right here when you oh, said. Oh, nice, it. nice. I love it. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm doing the searches, and it's kind of tough because like I'm I'm trying to go within my price range, and then right. I'm still not ready to make the leap yet because I want to get a job before I make the leap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just crazy because. You know, I've always paid attention to like the the news when they said like, "Oh, here's the the most dangerous cities in the world," and we have two of the most dangerous cities in the world right here. In really? The, yeah, Los Angeles is I think number one now, but before number that was number one, it was uh, either San Bernardino or uh. a little a little bit out more the right of San Bernardino, but um. What would you say is the most dangerous city you think in from like this area? I mean, Los Angeles. To say Los Angeles, that's kind of like 
I mean, people that aren't from here, like that's that's a big fucking area. Like Los Angeles County is huge. So first off, like what part of are they just counting all the neighbor like you know cities in LA County? I'm assuming. Well, here let me see cities in California. So not in the world, in California. So here we go. So in the world, it's um, the ranking here is. Wow, I do not want to hear that. Isn't isn't TJ like number one or two? Well, in the world, it's Los Cabos, Mexico, which that scares the crap out of me. Uh, yeah. Caracas, Venezuela, Venezuela, uh, Acapulco, Mexico, and Natal, Brazil. And I definitely know Brazil is freaking dangerous. Uh, but if mm. we're looking um, most dangerous cities in California in 2020, we are looking at number one being Emeryville. Which Where's are, that? Like I said, it's a little bit more. Uh, let's see, Emeryville is in, is the number one most dangerous city in California. Emeryville has a population of twelve thousand one hundred four people and has a total crime rate of eighteen thousand one hundred ninety two crimes. Jesus per Christ! One hundred thousand people. Ever, Emeryville is not a safe place to live, according to the crime rates reported by the police officials. Uh, Emeryville has the highest. It's like the Wild Wild West in in a sense, probably. I'm right, not not moving there. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if, uh, what cities are next to it, but nope. Um, let's see. Oakland is second in mm, California. That makes sense. Uh, commerce city of commerce. It's not that far. Uh, no. red, red bluff is a Northern California town located between Redding and Chico. So that's all in the open woods. So that's kind of like the wild, wild mm. west. If you think about it, um, Barstow, West Hollywood, San Bernardino. San Bernardino was up there for quite some time. Santa yeah. Monica, Signal Hill, um, and lastly, Eureka, California. So there's, there's so much dangerous places here. And I think I, f- I feel the, the reason why it's so dangerous is because, well, the most dangerous parts of it, I feel like are just more like desert, you know? like a very mm. open land where there's not like a lot of populated people. But then on the other hand, you have what West Hollywood, like downtown Los Angeles, where there's so much populate population, you know? Right. Now, man, uh, that's something definitely you, you got to think about when, you know, when you move somewhere, um, get a shotgun, get two. Yeah, I'm, the search is is still on. I'm just over here uh, liking a bunch of things on apartments.com. So, looking for a studio. So, damn, good yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Hopefully, once all this is over, you know, cool recording session. Yeah, that's what I, I plan on. It's more to focus a little bit too on the podcasting. Uh, that way, I could focus more and be myself more and. Man, I can't wait to there's see what your more. setup's going to look like, man. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot more involved, but the, the overall is uh, I need to get out there and get going, period. The fun part will be the setup, like you say. You already you already expect something from me there, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, just by your room. Yeah. You know, I can, yeah. I can only imagine... I can have fo- so much fun with it, but then I don't know. That's also one thing I gotta like. Uh, it's also one thing I'll, I'm keeping in mind, like uh, to contact the actual like landlords of those areas and ask whether I can paint the walls and what what how much mm. flexibility. Um, the dog part is the is the most important part for me, though. So just, yeah, definitely. I, there's I, a lot of like dog rents and stuff like that, and then there's some that yeah. are like included. So, so I mean, the good thing is you have a smaller dog, so yeah and th- that's definitely a lot easier it is easier because i see like that's honestly the 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 fault in searching for a studio or like a one-bedroom apartment that yeah. a lot of them deny anything over 20 pounds makes sense man i mean you gotta have room yeah and uh my pup's a small pup who's really calm and everything so that's uh that's all that matters. She's a calm little pup. She's sleeping. Um, I was gonna ask you. Um, we're carrying away here, but uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more movies. What have what else have you seen besides the Night Stalker lately? Um, I did watch They Live. 
they we lived. Talked about that. Yeah. yeah, we briefly talked about that. What's one thing uh, you would uh, say to anyone listening right now, like to to intrigue them? You know, give them a little hook mm. for that film. Well, all right. So the one thing you could say is John Carpenter. Of course, directed by John Carpenter, the John Carpenter. Um, they live. Oh, and it's also starring Roddy Roddy Piper. So any of you WWE fans, WWF old school fans, you'll definitely you know. watch this. Yeah, this guy. So, basically, just quick summary of it. Main character, Roddy, he finds a pair of sunglasses, puts them on. They're not any ordinary sunglasses. He uh, he can see things. So he's walking around the city. He's looking at billboards, and he's puzzled because he sees strange advertisements. So, like, for example, you know, there's there's an ad, there's a billboard for, um, I don't know, some kind of soap or whatever. And when he has his sunglasses on, it says consume. And he looks around and he takes them off. And it's just like an ordinary billboard that, we you know, we're used to seeing. Keeps looking around like all these advertisements are obey, consume, like don't learn or just it's just kind of crazy shit. Like it's a it's a big uh big thriller it's pretty dope um good action um i definitely recommend it especially with you know some some shit we're going through today similar where you know big companies are just out of control nowadays you know with you know just you know they have all our information manipulate i feel like they're very manipulative you know oh yeah definitely i mean there's no doubt about it it all starts with uh the presentation uh color mcdonald's yeah. red yellow bright hey can you i mean yeah these colors are not by accident like they're studying what is most eye-catching to the human eye yeah why, you do, know, you think, so the, why do you think the space kaiju podcast network is yet yeah, red and, red and yellow. my god <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm gonna unsubscribe right now <laughs> those are just my favorite colors <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the the uh, that's one film that i i look forward to watching i i'm, I'm trying to watch a lot more films than i did last year I'm not sure if I sent you uh, my letterboxed uh, end of the year results. Uh, I thought that was a cool thing that uh, Letterbox did. They basically give you um, it's like that your... Spotify like wrap up, right? Exactly. So it's like your nice. your 2020 in films by the numbers. So I've watched I watched 130 films. Damn. Last that that year, and then I did two film reviews. I don't really like review too much on there, but I'm gonna see if I could change that. Um, hours watched 236 hours watched of films and uh the most actor the most watched actor that i had watched was adam sandler and the most what watched... really yeah that's, that's weird huh oh, I yeah uncut gems i think it was um it was a lot the hubie halloween i logged that one hey I'm, I'm not trashing adam that dude seems amazing like he seems awesome like an awesome dude especially I, I, for i love all what he's done even if i yeah. rewatched him like the old ones like uh the family ones like uh grown-ups like billy Harvey, madison billy madison uh, billy madison i haven't rewatched that <laughs> that's one not yet. really a family movie, but... no no and then uh most watched director was richard linklater and i uh, oh i love that guy he's I, great I, well i i kind of fell in love with him um yeah i you really, fell in love with him i sure did um yeah. i fell in love with him and i can't i can't wait to to watch more of his films because i i, I started watching the before trilogy have you watched the before trilogy no, bro. The only thing I've seen, to be honest with him, is two movies that I can that I know of, and just blown away. Like, obviously, Days and Confused is like you know it's up there. Okay. But I saw one Anthony recommended me. Uh, it's called. No, no. Oh, I've I've seen part of that too. Boyhood. That's that's insane. That project alone. But no. Um. Everybody wants some. That one hit home with me. I like that film. I love that film. You saw it? Yeah, I'm surprised the, seen the that. baseball film. The baseball. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, uh, dude. No one knows about. Like, hardly anyone knows about that. It, it's it's the, well. The only reason why I would know about it is because I listened to some. Like, uh, I listened to uh, the Film Vault, and they would not let that one go unnoticed. It's I like, love that movie, dude. Great. Like that one. It's funny. Baseball too. was. Oh, it's it's hilarious. Like. Yeah. yeah, it's just that one hit home with me. I love that movie, man. It was the before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight series. Um, it starts off with. Uh, uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Depley. 
Uh, it's a nice little romantic film. It uh, starts in 1995, and then the second one is Before Sunset, 2004, and then Before Midnight, 2013. So this one also takes... Um, over a few years. Over a few years to span. Uh, I think the thing that I, I get so like intrigued about this one is like the whole romanticizing it's different mm. like, uh like when you see like a a romance film it's it's basically um it's basically like an adventure kind of like uh they fall in love and something happens and blah 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 but this one is like it's it's them on the screen 24 7 you're just with them in the conversation it's just like mm. you're emerged into like their their time together and that is one of the coolest things i can like just witness like just following them listening to the conversation the way they look at each other in their eyes the, uh, all the lovey-dovey stuff it's this is how it should be done right here i think what i what i do love about link later is like he i think you hit it on the head right there he he finds a way to like like the stories that, that we've seen that i've seen from they're not like these grand tales with like, for example, Superbad, which I everyone I, I love personally, but you know, a bunch of crazy shit happens, even though it's it's more of like a film like, oh yeah, I could see that, I could see that happening, but it's definitely like exaggerated. I think what we've seen from Linklater films, like he just captures like the essence of what high school was and he puts it in a bottle and like you open it and you're like, oh shit, that's it. That's exactly it. Like definitely like and he captures like everything. It's like more of a feeling than anything. That's kind of what I get from watching his films. Yeah, it's it has a lot of meaning in it too. And real quick, uh, I want to bring up shout out to a podcast because you just mentioned Superbad. Um, mm-hmm. These two, uh, these two chicks, uh, they have a really cool podcast. I followed them uh, before I deleted like my, my personal social media, um, and they the podcast is called True Podcast. So it's T R U U U podcast. And they they just did an episode like reflecting on the movie Super Bad and they had like a whole discussion on it and stuff. Nice. And and it, it like you mentioned, like it does have like an underlining meaning to it. Like Seth Rogen, you know, he he does a good job of delivering what relationships at a at a at a youth age we're we're trying to do, especially with a party scene involved. Right. But, Girls. But but the the ridiculousness of of like right. really you put beer in a detergent uh <laughs> that or like oh you're dancing with that girl like what's that blood stain bro or or the cops the cops the cops should... <laughs> man so i i got i had to give a shout out to the true podcast because uh they did a real good job on that episode where they just highlighted over super bad and i now it makes me want to to watch that movie again and and relive it Dude, that's like so funny that captured like our high our high school days if i do say so myself oh yeah like, yeah yeah that that we're in st- we're still in high school when that came out mm-hmm. and that's gonna be like our days and confused it is for our, basically you know, yeah it came out yeah. 2007 well 2007 yeah that was freshman year yep no wait that was eighth grade year are you sure my eighth grade year i started at- I graduated. No, I think that was freshman year, bro. That was freshman year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. McLovin. Yeah, it's such a classic. McLovin. At first, like, I always felt bad, like, watching it. Like, I should not be watching this movie. I, no, I, I was, like, loving it. My freshman year was probably the craziest that I had in high school. It's so funny that I, 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 at that age, I was saying, oh, I should not be watching this movie. Yet, I was watching, like, sci-fi films of like aliens ripping each other's heads off and like like that i wasn't worried about but this like i was like murder's fun but you know yeah i get what you're saying (laughs) like that's cool murder's all right um what else let me see what else have i i I watched that i wanted to share with you i watched um soul which i thought was fantastic i was honestly like uh, oh man i was over overthrown with emotions on that one like so hit hard man it, I, it, it really i don't hit even hard. think we should talk about it i think we should, that's that should be a film cast bro i, I think we it can't, we can't do it justice because i will rewatch it and i will dive deeper into it like it's hard to do justice uh like just real quick highlighting over it it's it's a movie that deserves to be especially a disney movie like i was really surprised with the overall message as it being a disney movie you know pixar 
<clears throat> it's a Pixar Disney, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but Disney wait, Pixar. um, do you not watch any other Pixar movies? Because those always hit, man. Uh, up, yeah, everything except for the one that seems like it was going to be like this. The one, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. I didn't watch that one. Dude, you got to watch that. I think you'll okay. love that one too. It's the same director. Watch... All these movies, those movies you just named, it's the same director. Who? Oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Pete Docter. Yes, exactly. All right, I'm gonna put it on my watch list. That's the thing I love about Letterboxd. Uh, Letterboxd mm. is basically an app where you can log your films, review them. Bro, are they uh, sponsoring the reviews? No, they aren't. But I like sharing. They better. They better know. That'd be great if the, if I can get a sponsor from Letterboxd because I do talk a lot about films from here from time to time. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind uh, at least a a, a pro a pro account you know just let me mm. have a pro account i'll shout them out anytime that I, I honestly i i tell everyone when i start like talking to someone for the first time and they love movies i really judge them based on do you really love movies here's this app let me see if you download it right now <laughs> yeah i hear you like you have an account right but i, I yes sir yeah i made you I, I sent you a friend request and you never you never responded what are you talking about I'm just <laughs> I also watched um so I watched Soul. I watched Outside the Wire, which honestly I was hoping would be really good. I think I I, I was just really intrigued with with more of like the two main actors, uh being uh Anthony Mackey and uh what's this young lad's name? Young lad. Seriously, uh Damson Idris. Um what i got a gift for you what's the gift show me have you seen this yeah this is kind of old but i started actually started watching this again oh that's uh no i haven't oh my god dude true detective i'm down for that isn't you guys have not mahershala ali came out in too that's on the fourth season fourth season third 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 or fourth i can't remember but Season one, co-stars, McConaughey, Harrelson. They're a oh duo, dynamic duo. They're a dynamic Dude, duo. Dude, they murder it, man. I, I think this is my favorite McConaughey role ever. Like, it's it's amazing, man. You Inter- guys got to watch this. Interstellar knocks it out of the park for me, sorry. Oh, you haven't seen True Detective, so you can't say that. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. I hear good things at True Detective, though. Oh, my God. So I'll, I'll watch it. Why? Do you have a code for that one, too? Or what? Yes, I do. What is that like a the whole season or something? Oh yeah, nice. I so that. it's on HBO as well. If you don't, I don't know if you have that or not. But I'm for you uh, listeners. I'm canceling out. I'm canceling all subscriptions. Mm, trying to save I've, that money, I've, huh? I've canceled all subscriptions except for my website and except for uh, my SoundCloud account because that's how I keep the podcast going. Mm. Like this one. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, uh, saving super super. Super money saving mode, but real quick, outside the wire, it's it's uh it's not what I expected. It's honestly like uh, the rest of those blockbuster Netflix movies that people try to accomplish, like Bright and I don't mm. know. I, I liked. I think the only thing I think the the reason why I got tired of it is it felt like I was playing Call of Duty. The camera angles or what? Uh, just a lot of shooting and soldiers and robot soldiers it's just i don't know it just that sounds like it'd be right up your alley robots come on hey hey hey, hey. don't don't you get a little too excited (laughs) let's not bring that up (laughs) um um no but it it was just a little too much i don't know i i just can't wait for winter soldier and (laughs) and falcon to come that way uh anthony mackie doesn't have to remember this movie but uh i don't know look everyone i follow you ready for this? I gave it a two yes. star. I always try to. Not, I always. Oh my try God. To, I always try to uh to not look at everybody else's like rating before I actually give it a rating, and look at this is how it worked out. Someone uh, these are all the people I follow, four people <laughs> that have seen it so far. Two star, two star, two star. One. Wow. Star. <laughs> okay. Well, you, there it I, is. I I could read a one random um interview uh interview. 
review here. This gets a little more interesting in the second half, but man, for the, f- the first hour of this, like so many of these Netflix wannabe blockbusters, oh, hey, look at that, uh, is just boring. See also Bright Project, Power Extraction. They're all so sour and gritty and self-important. Don't people want popcorn m- movies to be fun? Yeah. I, 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 that's, did you that, watch Extraction? I have. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, Liam. I actually like that one. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Um, I, I didn't think it was. I mean, it's an action film, you know. I I didn't. It, I don't know. Okay. I, I I didn't think it was. Uh, I, I think the action was the best part of it. I think that's kind of that was the point. I think though. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, um, I, like, yeah. Okay. So, like, okay. You see how he says self-important, like, uh, like extraction, like the whole mission, the kid, right? Like, uh, like, I don't know. It just, it all seems so like in its own world. Like, I feel like movies like this, that like this one, um, outside the wire, it had to do with like saving the world from like a Russian missile and stuff like that. You know, like all these movies are so like within their own little world. It's so hard to like, I've seen this before, you know, like give it, give me something different. It give me something different. It's just like the, I don't know. The, I don't know. It, it is a tough watch too. Well, I only I only liked just the 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 main actors. That's it. Like that's that's the only thing that was good about this film. The 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 youngster Damson Idris. He he did a fantastic job. Wait, he, is he related to? No. What's his name? Okay. His, uh, his name is Damson Idris. Uh, his son Idris is a British television theater and film actor. He was born in 1991 in Peckham, London, the last born of six children. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to read that. <laughs> That's kind of racist, bro. <laughs> is it? No, I'm just joking. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't Everything know. is racist now. The brothers <clears throat> and two sisters, uh, a single mother. He discovered his passion for acting while studying at Brunel University. Nice. Well, I just wanted to read a little bit of uh, about him. He was in The Commuter. He was in Smithereens, Megan Levy, City of Tiny Lights, and Farming, which I'm going to now click on City of Tiny Lights because the main actor on that cover just caught my interest. Look at that. Mm. It's Riz Ahmed, City of Tiny Lights. Look at what happens when you start searching Letterbox so randomly. Riz Ahmed. Great actor. Riz Ahmed, in the teeming multicultural metropolis of modern-day London, a seemingly straightforward missing person case launches a down-at-heel private eye into a dangerous world of religious fanaticism and political intrigue. Might have to watch this one now. I can tell you what was the last Riz Ahmed movie you've seen, and you probably wouldn't even know it. Uh, Yeah, The Sound of Metal. How long ago did you watch that? Uh, last month. Rats, never mind. Wait, I, wait, did I watch another Riz Ahmed movie within the next, the past? Oh, he was in Soul. No, was he not in Soul? No, he was. Oh, I don't know if he was, to be honest, but wait, what he's, in, he... he's, in, he's in Weathering with you. Really? Yeah, he's a detective. Really? Yeah, bro. That, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Riz Ahmed has quite the the films. I did not. Riz Ahmed was in R- the Road to Guantanamo. Have you seen that, Mm-mm. bro? Part drama, part documentary. The Road to Guantanamo focuses on the Tipton Three, a trio of British Muslims who were held in Guantanamo Bay for two years until they were released without charge watch that that is crazy i i thought that was an actual documentary but i didn't know um riz ahmed was like uh up in there yeah interesting there's there's so much i gotta watch but uh i'm glad i was able to share a little bit with you and whoever is listening you ready to close this bad boy out let's do it um one thing we do have to mention is uh we need to promise the listeners that we will be doing a um, film cast. Film cast for weathering. I mean, weathering with you. 
your name. Yeah, I almost called it Weathering With You because you just brought it up. But so you, did I. For your name, <laughs> uh, if it comes down to it, it'll just be me and you. Um, yep. I'm gonna try to re. I'm gonna try to rewatch it uh, before the end of the month because I know we ha- it'll be a nice like refresher. So but, can't go wrong with that. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think Sergio will be back uh, next week. So he, nah, he won't. I fired him. You fired him on his own podcast. <laughs> I fired his ass. I'm done taking over. I'm done taking over. I just want to be in the background. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it was fun talking films with you, Chris. Anyway, likewise. Let's uh, close this bad boy out. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, make sure you do it on Spotify because that's where all the followers need to be directed. Can I oh, finish yeah. on the Mighty Morphin Podcast Network? I don't know all the plugs, so be sure to just keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. Deuces. Lates.